Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, tip. cats, the cats. Tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, his buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you. November 2nd, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your Wednesday morning. Feels nice and uh, warm outside, which is good. I thought you were going to say crisp. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think mild probably is the more appropriate war- word this time of the year. But it feels nice outside. It's uh, very much a uh, white, like I got the pullover quarter zip thing right now. Mm-hmm. And you'll pe- I'll peel that off around like 930. Yeah, I just went no jacket because I'm not a, not a baby. Oh. So. I felt like uh, the manliest man last night going to, it was my first time going back to Lexington for a media opportunity, going for football practice last night. Uh, and was just doing the old like golf attire, shorts and polos. Everybody else there's jeans and you know jackets and all sorts of stuff. And I'm like, it's football weather. Come on, people. I also got a text you don't want to get. Uh oh, what was that? Uh, there's poop everywhere. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, who's poop? Oh, it was both. Both wow. boys, same time. Oh, okay. Just poop. It's not okay. mom too. Oh, okay. That could have been. Yeah, but you mix in the dog, you could get really poopy up in it. No, oh, that's true. Household. That's true. Uh, the dog recently has a fascination. He wants to roll in his own poop when he's playing. Did it one time, Dude. and I caught him getting ready to do it the other day. It's like, what are you doing? Abe has done that in the backyard. It's like a scent thing. It's like an instinct. It's like a natural Yeah, they want their instinct. pheromones or yeah, something. something. Going on. It, it like has they, to be something like that. I, when I read, uh, he hasn't done it, luckily, in years. He still will eat his poop occasionally which is a disgusting way to start a radio show but uh you know we tell you everything on this on, mm-hmm. on kentucky roll call but yeah i read it last time that he would like roll in it and again it's been years thankfully because that is one of the grossest things that a dog can do uh it's like they smell the scent that they're unfamiliar with and like to seem more threatening or something they cover themselves with their overpowering scent so it like goes further I, I you know obviously i probably should reread up on it because right, i, I right. don't remember it but there's a reason they do it not just because they're stupid yeah. stupid dogs I, I, I would imagine so like one time i was at a buddy's farm 
and we had like the four wheelers and you know the what, what do you call the four wheeler golf carts? What do we what do we do we have a term for that? Scoops? Side by side gators. Side by side. There you go. Yeah, because because like they're they're bigger than gators, right? Uh, so side by side. That's a that's a, I like that term. And we we had the dog on that one. Went up to a hill. We're hanging out, drinking beers. He was barking at the cows, and he decided to roll in the cow poop. And I and mm-hmm. I get I get the sense that he was like, hey. You think your poop's better than me? I'm gonna roll in it and then I'm gonna bark at you and mm. get you in a big huddle. So I guess. <laughs> so he's a cow herding dog. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, sorry that you had a ton of poop at your house. Well, you know, it's just what you. I I feel mostly bad for the garbage bin right now because it's just it's all it's a lot of heavy bags of. Now they do have those uh, things though where you just stick it on the the little lift so you don't have to actually like pick it up because it's it's. The garbage cans? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I hate those. It's you, our it's actually our garbage day today. We're we're same. we're a Wednesday. I thought you were a Monday pickup. Monday we is hear uh, it, like as if the garbage is coming through the radio station. Monday's recycling, yeah. Oh, so I'm trying you, to hit yours the, are different days? Yes. And is recycling once every two weeks? Yes. But different days. Huh. But different days, yeah. And, ours and, is once and, every two weeks, but same day. You they just also, gotta remember, hey, today we take down the green one. They also do yard waste every Monday. You know it so, all goes to the same place, right? Yeah, no. That's the part where I feel I'm like, just I'm just kidding. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. Who knows? Well, uh, my wife, she scolds me if I'm picking up like a dog poop bag and I throw it in a recycling, somebody's recycling instead of their regular garbage well, yeah, can. Yeah, you shouldn't show throw dog poop into recycling. Well, if it's in a bag, it'll just go in the trash. You shouldn't throw so, your dog poop bag in anyone else's trash. That, that's, always, that's the dumbest take that I've ever heard. That is the dumbest take. I agree it's, with it's, Roush. It's, it's garbage. It is garbage. Like, you're just pu- putting garbage away. Would you rather my poop be in your yard or would you rather it be in your garbage can? I would rather not pick up my garbage can and it smell like dog poop. What, if I don't have what, a dog. What's your favorite garbage can scent? Rank your top three favorite garbage, Brand new. Gar- garbage can scents. <laughs> Brand new. I agree with Roush wholeheartedly here. I've never been, again, not to go back to the great picking up dog poop <laughs> argument of 2018, but... Man, I, it does seem like a long time ago. You've really matured, TJ. And, like, I, I, I you know, this is the... I was in the wrong, admittedly. And it was nice to have a radio show, to have the, the common folk, the common masses, I should say, basically say, like, no, no, you should you should definitely do that. And I thought about it, and I should. I, I still think my – you know the weird thing was? I was thinking about this over on the way to the show today, just randomly enough. But my overall sentiment does remain the same. Like, you don't run out there after other animals because they pooped. In, it's poop. You know, who really cares? But that being said, it is always better to be courteous and considerate. But if anybody were to yell at me for sticking a dirty bag of dog poop into their garbage – I don't know. I think I'd have to say something back to him. Yeah. Like sarcastically, you know, not turn it into an altercation or anything like that. That definitely wouldn't be worth it. But I don't think I'd do like, yeah, my bad. I'm sorry. It won't happen again. What would you say? I'd probably be like, it's garbage. You really can't be a nice (laughs) enough neighbor so I don't have to walk with a stinky bag of poop the the mile and a half home. I can't just put in your garbage bag that's going to get picked up tomorrow by the garbage people. I've seen one neighborhood like next door on the app argument of somebody saying somebody is putting their dog poop in my garbage bag or my garbage can after it's been picked up, but I haven't gone back to the street to get it. And I put my garbage cans in the garage and I work in the garage. So having dog poop in a new garbage can back in my garage is really inconsiderate for me. 
I mean, like, I was like so you work your workspace is in a space that you share with trash to begin with. Yeah. Like, what does it smell like when you get out your trash from the house and put it in your garage and you're working? It was the most nonsensical thing. Don't be that person that gets mad. Just complaining uh, to complain. Scooch, why don't you why don't you defend your side? So you all have talked me into it's fine. Throw it in there if if the garbage has not been picked up. But that situation, the garbage can's empty. Yeah, I think I do think that is extremely inconsiderate. It's a garbage can. It's where garbage goes. Yeah, but there's no garbage in it. But there, what do you think? I I, I, I would be, going to put in it. Spoiler alert! This time next week, guess what's going to be in it? I'd be I'd be pretty ticked off if I went to pick up my garbage can that's supposedly empty and it's just got bags of dog poop in it. I mean, that'd be, it, that'd it, be it, pretty it would, annoying. It would probably be one tops. Maybe you know, worst case, you'd get two. It, d- Here's uh, another question too, Scoots. Do you take inventory of your garbage? Do you know what's always in your garbage can? I know that there's never dog poop bags. Well, there might be, and you don't know about it. That people might be dumping their dog poop bags in your garbage can. Mm. As long as they don't do it when it's empty, I'm good with it. A lot of poop talk to start today's radio show. <laughs> well, you know, why not? Is what it is, I suppose. Text on into the Thornton Sex Line, 502-414-1450. Thornton's has it all. Uh, found a banana that I like. This one's probably a little too beat up for old Nick Roush. He likes them green mm-hmm. as could be. This one's just got a few little uh, bruises on it. My type of banana. Thornton's will have, they have all types though. So if mm-hmm. you're into the bruise, if you're into something totally, completely green, they've got that. They've got fruit. If you're looking for something a little bit uh, a little bit sweeter, they've got the sweetest treats this side of the Mississippi at Thornton's. Donuts, breakfast sandwiches, all sorts of treats. Uh and plenty of candy. Oh, by the way, I brought in some extra Halloween candy. Oh, um, yes. I, I left it. I left it on the front. T- I'm just, we just tr- are trying to get rid of it. We talked about wanting to be a little healthier yesterday. Yeah. I, and- so I really reached the realization, TJ, because I was trying to, and I was like, who am I? Like, this week is just, that's not happening. Next week, maybe. I think I can be all right, except my only concern is just like the plethora of excess candy that we have just sitting around the house. So, like, yesterday, obviously, I just kind of was, like, picking on candy throughout the day. Uh, got all the Halloween stuff down, which was pretty cool. But nice. um, Yeah, I got to do that today. Did um, you get the Christmas stuff up? No, Christmas stuff goes up after Thanksgiving, believe it or not. There is a holiday between now and Christmas, and it's a little thing called Thanksgiving. So, speaking of holidays, I saw yesterday that 106.9 has already transitioned to Christmas music, which is yeah. it's fine, whatever. That's what they I don't, do. I don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't have a problem with that. But I do have a problem with them not playing Halloween music on Halloween. Mm. I, you know what I, I also found in general? That it was much more difficult to find Halloween music, period. That's that's why 106.9 should do it. I mean, they've got the market cornered on holiday music. And as TJ, we, we had this discussion previously, didn't realize there's a pretty deep catalog of Halloween music. Oh, yeah. And not just like spooky... Ooh. Sounds. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, again, you, you can take pretty much anything that is somewhat scary, spooky, mentions bones, uh, and make it a Halloween song. There are specific Halloween. Like their bones are made of money. There are specific Halloween songs, obviously. Money is their worms. But, like, I, I went and played Halloween party playlists, and the first song that came up was Bury My Bones by Whiskey Myers. Which is not a Halloween song by any means, but when you're listening to it in a spooky season, 
Oh, Bury My Bones. Yeah, Halloween song. Sure, why not? Sweet But a Psycho by who? Ava Max. Oh, she's sweet but a psycho. Like, that's turned into a Halloween banger. Love Potion number nine? Love Potion number nine, exactly. Mambo number five? uh, No. (laughs) Number six, yes. Oh, okay. That's where it gets a little spooky on Mambo number six. Wait, what did he say then? Stay tuned for part three? It was part three of... No, wait, that's the cha-cha slide. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't remember. This Have we ever got a part three? Never got. I didn't know we had a part one. I thought we were <laughs> listening to part one. It means we're just due. We're due for some for some sweet, sweet bangers. Uh, the Christmas music thing, one, supposedly incredibly profitable for a radio station to do yeah, that, to yeah. play Christmas, to like to be the Christmas station. Um, although I don't think that the numbers on that have ever gone. I think that normally is like, hey, after Thanksgiving, we just play nothing but Christmas music. I don't know if the the data still applies to doing it directly after Halloween ends, but they just keep getting further and further. Well, do, when you're starting to see like Amazon do Christmas ads in October, like I, I saw a couple yeah. last week, they the 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 retailers know that everybody waits to buy a bunch of stuff until this time of year so they're going to try to hit you hard and so people are going to follow suit they're going to try to get you in the mood so you can start buying stuff um i am really looking forward to seeing how cheap of a how good of a deal i can get on a microwave on black friday like can i get one for 20 dollars because it feels like it feels like the kind of thing that People are wanting to buy like new TVs and stuff, but then it's like we'll throw in a microwave for twenty five bucks. So I'm 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 hoping there's some sort of like crazy insane deal out there that I can, I can snag. I don't know if I hear too many of the throw in a mi- add a microwave for just twenty bucks. The that TV al- microwave combo. That, that also might be kind of like a more of a '90s thing and more of like a toaster. Uh huh. Yeah. Probably more in person now. They're really stretching things out now. Although if you if you're getting a TV, you're gonna need a microwave to pop some popcorn. That's true, so and that's sense. really my biggest gripe with the hand-me-down microwave I have now. Um, the The bag you can't; f- it, it's not powerful enough to fully pop the bag of popcorn oh, without burning heavens, it. Heavens, heavens! Yeah, mm. and I can get like maybe three quarters, and then I'm just sitting there just dumping a bunch of kernels out, and I feel like a real, real putz. Yeah, it's not good. Popcorn, great snack. Uh, well, so if you anybody has an extra microwave lying around, or the you know, just are in the Black Friday deals. Or know of any Black Friday deers. Yeah. But more We're getting ready. More <laughs> importantly, just if you got a microwave hanging out. Uh, Scoots, I have a question for you because you're a new homeowner. Mm-hmm. Well, it, home renter. Well, potato, tomato. <laughs> uh, are you, is it leave raking season for Jesus, you? Jesus, I am. Um, I, that was the part of this that I did not think about before we moved in, that we were moving in right as soon as the leaves were all about to fall. So... My buddy, the first three or four years he lived there, he raked, put it in garbage or put it in those yard bags or whatever. But then the last three or four years he lived there, he just mowed them all. Yeah. So which he, I like to do. That's what he suggested we do. But the first mow we had, it was out of control, and then the yard's right back to where it was. Why was it so out of control? Just in terms of leaves, like so many leaves had fallen by the time we were able to mow for the first time, mm-hmm. and now we're right back where we were, and it needs mowed again. Which I anticipated having to mow it like three, four times to get rid of all the leaves. But at this point, I am almost thinking, hmm, should I just rake them and put them in a yard bag? So I... No. You're right. I'm, I mean, I'm, my yard's huge. Well, it, 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 it was one of those things, too, where I kind of wanted to try to get some of them up before it rained. But it's mm-hmm. like, there's going to be so... like w- One tree, one enormous elm tree in our neighborhood... Like, all of the leaves fell because of that storm. So it's like they're everywhere now. I wasn't going to waste my time. 
what I found scoots to be a good happy medium is if you have a lawnmower with a bag on it. Mm. I hate bagging in general because it's good to mulch your yard, right? Like it's healthy for it. But with the leaves, that's a lot. It's a lot of mulching. If you put it in the bag, you're like killing two birds with one stone. So I, I'm I'm going to be uh, attacking that in the near future. Not looking forward to it. That, that's one thing that like, I'm I'm never gonna be one to pay my kid to mow pay a kid to mow a yard, but I wouldn't be I wouldn't put it past me to be like, hey kid, here's forty bucks, get, get all these leaves out of here. It would be money well spent. Yeah, yeah, such a pain in the ass, especially getting the leaves in the bag too, because you get the just in the transfer alone, you're losing at least twenty five percent of whatever you have on the rake or in your hands or whatever you're using to 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 get it in there. Huge pain in the butt. We had our uh, our lawn guys say, do you want us to do your leaves? I don't even know really what they did. Uh, it seemed like they just blew them all to the street, and then they bagged them there or did something with them there because they were all gone. We do have leaf pickup in the neighborhood, which Ooh. I think is a pretty cool neighborhood concept. You is just, that where they – You, like, rake or blow all your leaves just to your property line, and, and then, then they, they come around with, up? like, a big vacuum truck. So cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. But do you even have that many, like, big trees with leaves that fall? At my house, yeah, we have two front yard trees that do fall. Luckily, they're really like early season followers, so one's already just completely bare, and then the other one is probably eighty percent leaf free. But that one doesn't have a lot of leaves to begin with, so we only have two, so it's not a lot to begin with. But they're already gone for the most part. And then in the backyard, we have a couple, or at least a couple, where other trees and other properties come in. But the backyard's mm-hmm. not too bad either. So yeah, we get off pretty easy. When I lived in St. Matthews, holy smokes, just mm. the entire front yard, backyard, roof, driveway, everything would just be covered yeah. in leaves. We, we had a couple of like roof. hundred yard tree or hundred yard, hundred year old trees that just would rain leaves down for the fall's entirety, which wasn't the most fun thing in the world. It's raining leaves. Hallelujah, it's raining leaves. Text line we still have to make up for from yesterday, but that's uh, that's fine. We should, I think, get back to square today. So keep the text coming in, 502-414-1450. Always fun, fun hearing from you all on the Thornton's text line. We do have a lot of lot to get to on today's show. Uh, the It's a big week for UK athletics for multiple reasons. The basketball cats get back at it tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken, which mm-hmm. is exciting. They take on Kentucky State, and everybody's talking about John Calipari's Twitter video message yesterday, and mm-hmm. everybody's got takes on it. So we are going to head to a commercial break. We're going to come back. We're going to play the audio fresh for you. Maybe you've heard it. Maybe you haven't heard it. I would guess you probably have by this point. But we will uh, definitely play that for you in return, and then we'll break it down. We'll talk about it. But before we head to a break, uh, just want to give say that we're thinking about and send our prayers over to the Collins family. Just tragic news mm-hmm. uh, yesterday. Damian Collins' father suddenly and tragically passed away Mm. you're hearing a lot of media members and people that cover recruiting or cover uk basketball on a day-to-day that had brushed shoulders with him had had communications during recruitments and it just sounds like everybody talked about how friendly and nice and welcoming of a guy he is and uh, again never never met him but 
that is heartbreaking for Damien and his family to to lose mm. a father suddenly. So, so awful. we are thinking of you, Damien, and we're thinking of your family, and that's uh, just it's that. Hopefully, you you take a break if you need it. You take as much time off as you need it. Everybody is totally going to to understand, and I know UK is going to provide you with whatever you need and your family with whatever you need. But 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 thinking of you. So we're going to head to a break. We'll come back. We'll get back into sports mode when we return. This is Kentucky Roll Call. I'm Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Jim Nance, you'll see that he's calling his last Final Four. Scooch, oh. I, I bet this hits you hard. It did. Yeah, Jim Nance is absolutely my favorite broadcaster, has been for pretty much my whole life. I mean, I like the Gus Johnsons of the world, the exciting guys, but there is no voice as classic and as good and as pure as Jim Nance's on the call. Man, yeah, that that uh, that hit me pretty hard. Wait, Scoots, can we get a uh, can we get a hello, friends, from you? Hello, friends. <laughs> we got a hello, friends, but not the master's music playing it out. Yeah, seemed like a misstep on somebody's part. Man. I messed it up. Oh. You do the Hello Friends going in with the I do. I do music. like where your head was at, though. You played the Friends song with yeah. Hello Friends. Yeah. So it's just when I hear Hello Friends, I immediately just. Dun, 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 maybe I'll dun, make maybe dun. I'll make another one with the Masters music. I do, yeah, but no, but still, I, I like that. I like your Hello Friends too. <laughs> maybe you can take Jim Nance's spot. Ooh, that would be amazing. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Wednesday morning. Want to give a shout-out to friend of Kentucky Roll Call, Haley Minogue. It's her birthday today. Oh, happy birthday, Haley. So happy birthday. Are you you sure she's a friend of the show? She didn't even say hi to you at Churchill a couple years ago. That was – yes, she did. (laughs) When she figured out it was, it was me uh, <laughs> harassing her, that was, that was funny. That was the COVID pandemic Oaks Day. And, yeah, we were with old Scoots and saw Haley up there. Um, that was funny. But, no, happy birthday to her. She is the Good Morning Kentuckiana anchor from 4.30 to 7. Yeah. So, she's done, so you, she's, done, she's done working for the day. You can watch her on TV before you watch us on the radio. Mm-hmm. Yep, going to be watching us on the radio. So it's she gets to celebrate her birthday. If you're waking up at 4.30 for work and you're done at 7, which well, you're, let's just assume that she's probably got to be wherever she needs to be probably at 3.30. If she, probably She's got to get ready and guess, all that stuff. Because they got meeting. Yeah, yeah. And then I imagine you're probably hanging out afterwards, let's just say, for like an hour. Whether well, you're changing, whether you're fig- you know finishing some stuff. Yeah, up. but they usually have to do like one other story or something, like before they're done for the day. I don't think they clock out till like noon, unless you're just a part time news reader. I, I'm not buying. They go three to noon on a daily basis. I'm thinking when they're done, they hang out for a little bit. But I bet by like ten, if they want. They can be yeah. done for the day. I bet, but I bet there's at least like two stories they do a week outside of the. Like we uh, have yeah. to go somewhere. You got you to get that done at some point. Yeah, but it, yeah, it's not like I don't think like an everyday thing that you have to do. Point That's being, a good point. Good point. you would get home. Let's just just for 
conversation's sake. You get home at 10, you take it like a nap till noon or 1, you think? What do you it, what time do you go to bed? Like 6? No, you but you couldn't. <laughs> yeah, just because of like kids, kids stuff. Yeah. in life, you wouldn't be able to do that. So you probably would nap while the kids still at daycare or wherever a couple hours and then you would just probably go to bed after you put the kid down and like, you know, 9 9 to 3:30. 9 to 3. Not ideal, but you mix in the nap. You're getting enough sleep in a 24-hour span. That's what it all that's what it all comes down to. Regardless, it's an early morning. Happy birthday, Haley. Yep. Hope you have a great day. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. I had a great day yesterday because I enjoyed some Taco Tuesday at Salsaritas. Nice. Tacos, hot salsa, chicken, steak. All their meats are just so good. I almost wish they'd do like a little paleo platter. I mean, you could, that's almost kind of what a taco salad is, but almost wish they'd just do like a meat sampler, if you will. Like, mm. here's this, All the here's meats. that, here's that. Oh, it's so delicious. You're like an Arby's, like, we have the meats. That's one of the and beautiful things. Well, for tacos. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one, of the, one of the nice things about their catering is they basically do that. You can take all the different meats that they give you and you can create your own taco, quesadilla, burritos, whatever you're in the mood to create whatever is going through your mind. But it is such delicious food. I cannot recommend it enough. If you don't have lunch plans or dinner plans today, highly recommend Salsaritas, one of their two locations in Louisville, Middletown or St. Matthew's. Both are delicious. Middletown has a drive-thru, so you don't even have to get out of the car. That's the way Trevor Kelsey likes it. They pitched to Trevor Kelsey yesterday. Salsaritas, Fresh Mexican Grill. Download the app. Anyways, right, so they pitched to Trevor yesterday doing like a weight loss program. Mm-hmm. You know how they do that. With, with radio, this is no surprise to radio listeners, but some advertisers will do like product exchange for shout-outs. If, you know... So I, you hear about it with, like, hair loss. You, yeah. you know a lot of people that, hey, this this company's partnering up with our radio show, and I'm going to be the test subject, and they're going to give myself new hair, and I'll, and I'll sell the, the sponsorship will be me talking about my experience. You see that with hair. You see it with weight. You see it with other stuff. You see it with, like, LASIK from time, back in the day that used to do that more a little bit more often. I guess they approach they, – uh, Trevor has been approached – about a weight loss program that they'd like him to be, hey, look, it works if you can get Trevor Kelsey to lose some weight. So it's been offered to Trevor. He obviously is not going to do it. Right, right. Be cool if he did, though. He needs to. It depends on, like, what kind of, I mean, is it like a a diet program or is it like a um, hardware rewiring? It's a, it's like a, Diet lifestyle changes. Oh yeah, yeah, not happening. Because that, that requires Trevor to change his lifestyle. Well, and the thing, the thing is, is like they, they, they say we give you enough food that like you're not going to be hungry, hungry. You're just what you're going to be eating is going to be actually good for you. But the issue is, is that like he would have to go pick up the food weekly, and then I think like meet with somebody just to talk about, like just to keep up. And that's where there's just no chance. What was the place? I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Wasn't Clean Eats, was it? I, I'm, they're they're probably partners with the radio station, uh, so I'm not sure. And I don't want to just go throwing out names all willy. Yeah, but either way, getting Trevor to change habits, though, it's like we, we baby steps. The change habits thing, I don't think it's like if somebody delivered all the food, if they came to Trevor, everything was just as made easily and convenient to Trevor. 
I still don't think he'd do it. I think he'd just get stoned to the bone on one wacky Wednesday and just pig out on a million different things. That being said, that's where it was just a no chance. Like the fact he'd have to go somewhere, get the food, meet with people. No way. If you're ever going to want Trevor to do one of these things, it just needs to be made as simply as possible where he just can roll out of bed and do it. So sadly, it's not going to work out for him. He did say that he would do if like a company wanted to just do like a liposuction or tummy tuck, that he would do that. <laughs> okay. Which, what could go wrong? Yeah, what could go? What could what could go wrong? You don't hear about that those as much, do you? No, now it's just all people getting injections. No, you don't. You don't really just hear getting... about that. All uh, our buddy Shrevel, they he did one several years back. And See, and that that I think too is even more like it gets it's physically he can't he can't eat as much anymore. And so it's, uh, and he also like that, that you're getting hardwired to lose weight. Yes. That, and that's one of the interesting things about that. Like, is it quote unquote, a shortcut to losing weight? Yeah, it is. But also but, who cares? Well, one who cares. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's America, baby. Well, one who cares, but two, it. the shortcut's almost a little bit better because, you physically just cannot eat as much afterwards. Well, and the I shouldn't say the shortcut's better. It's not better. So, but that that's one of the added pros to the shortcut is like your stomach is quite literally smaller. Well, it mandates that you do the lifestyle change because if you don't, you'll get physically sick. Whereas like there's no consequences if you, you do your lifestyle change for a few months and then you decide like we do to just like pig out during the holidays. Like you actually can't just Yeah. Pick, your, your, your stomach isn't large enough to allow you to do that. Now, on the flip side, if you lose weight just the good old old-fashioned way, then you are putting in the work so you know about healthy lifestyle choices. So that's also an added bonus. Uh, Trevor gave up soft drinks once and, like, lost a decent amount of weight for a little bit. It's a good, easy change. Yeah. Uh, so start, sm- start small. But, yeah, he was approached by that, which I thought was pretty funny. John Calipari approached the fans of UK basketball, the BBN, as many people call it around these parts. He had a message for UK fans that I thought came out of left field. Yep. I know everybody seemingly has a take on it, and we're going to have takes ourselves. Here's what John Calipari said. Listen for yourself. Make out, get your own opinion on this. As I get ready for practice, BBN, I said, let me talk about this team a little bit and be direct to you. I like the pieces. We got the player of the year. We got another first team all conference. We got good young guys, but let me explain to you. And you know, I'm honest about stuff. We're not where we need to be right now. And I'm looking at November and December saying, we could be a little shaky. And what we're building to and what we're doing every day, these guys are giving everything. I love the pieces. I love the teammates, but what we have to do to win at the highest level is going to take us a little time. I'm saying this for me as well as you to say every day, man, get better. Every day you step on the gas to look at this to say, where can we take this? The big picture of this is January, February, we got to be at our best. Hopefully the injury bug hit us early this year instead of what it did last year and hit us late. Let's hope that we move on. Can't wait to get the entire group together and then start working together to grow this thing. Good group. Let's have some fun. Let me 
Coach, let me cheer these guys on, hold them accountable, and let our fans enjoy the ride because that's what this is. As I get. All right, there it is. Certainly a pump the brakes message from Calipari. Everybody's had takes on it. A lot, uh, plenty of bad ones to go around out there. Nick Roush, on your Tuesday when you heard this, what did you, what did you think? Did you throw anything? No, I did not throw anything. Oh, thank goodness. Um, although I was holding lots of things at the same time. Could have been a disaster, <laughs> but I did not throw anything, did not drop anything. I did kind of made me happy, though, because a lot of this offseason has been on getting back to where the way we were kind of feeling in February of last year, right? Like trying to forget about mm-hmm. how things fell apart in March. How good this team can be. I, I'm happy because this is the way that it typically works, right? Like you have some no, – November takes a little while to get over the hump to get the teams to gel. There's going to be some ugly Tuesday night wins against Grand Valley State where you're just like, really? They only won by 19? Weren't they hitting their threes? That, that looked clunky. That was weird. Then you add in the injury factor. Like I, I'm glad there was some some honesty in there because I, I just didn't want to have to hear it from folks in November when the team didn't look like a finished product, especially when the roster makeup isn't completely freshman dominated. We, when you had five freshmen starting, you always knew that it, you, you were going to give the team benefit of the doubt. With Correct. more experience, I think fans were less likely to give this team any benefit of the doubt when it came time to gelling. Now they're getting more injuries. You know, Wheeler's hurt, Shibwe. Like, there's just a lot of nothing serious, but, like, they're not going to be at full strength for a while. So it makes sense, and I'm just glad that Cal is trying to kind of get out in front of it before everybody picks up their torches and pitchforks. Yeah, I, I don't like – again, this is not – so I was listening to other other shows, other podcasts talk about this. This is not – and I heard a lot of people across multiple shows say, oh, Cal does this every year, doesn't he? No. No, no, no he, he does not. Very rarely. But and I don't even know if I'd say very rarely. It's kind of mixed. He He's done it some years, and he's been sincere about it. He's done it some years, and it's been just kind of like a load of crap. You you know you don't know if he's doing that just to kind of get his own team's attention or whatever the deal is. Uh, this year, though, I, I would not have expected it. It's a little strange. I don't know if it's just a reaction to the exhibition game because you didn't break 60 against Missouri Western State, and he's just trying to pump the brakes a little bit. And, and, and I understand the injury aspect of it. There, there's truth to that. And the amount of people, holy smokes, that felt the need to say, well, you, wouldn't you rather them play better in March than you would early? Yeah, of course. Nobody would, nobody would suggest otherwise to that. Everybody knows that March is all that really matters on this season. But even with this team maybe needing to take a little extra time, which makes no sense to me, you had the Bahamas – yeah, um, yeah, that's the part that's a little, <laughs> you know, like you got extra <laughs> time for these guys to gel and to mesh and play together. I get it. Lo- having your two 
first-team All-SEC players out with injury is going to kind of change some dynamics, and some other people have been banged up here or there. Totally understand all that. But I don't care if Oscar and Severe Wheeler don't play until January. You should beat Michigan State with the pieces that you have. That's just the cold, hard truth. You should beat Michigan State with the pieces that you have. Gonzaga? Let's assume that Kentucky, and again, all we were told is that Oscar's going to be back for the Howard game. So I'm taking some extreme, just for conversation's sake, taking some extreme liberties here to assume that we, let's just assume Wheeler and Oscar are out a little while, because that would be worst case scenario based on the current injury bug within the program. So Michigan State, I don't care if you don't have those guys, you need to beat them. Gonzaga, even with those guys, that could be a really tough game, hard to win. Uh, people forget that we're under three weeks away from that game. We're just 18 days away from when Kentucky travels to Gonzaga. It's going to be here before yeah, you know it, is which is wild. Yeah. But all right, you can take an L there. You can take a loss there. It's not going to hurt you at all. Gonzaga is a top three team. Yep. You would maybe move back in the rankings like two or three spots, assuming you weren't beaten by 40. Fine. No big deal. The Michigan game in London. I do think having Oscar in that game is going to be pretty significant. Um, by that point, it'd be December 4th. If Oscar's not back by that point, we've got some bigger issues. If you didn't have Oscar, then I would even still consider that one probably mostly a toss-up. You'd have some issues with Hunter Dickinson, but you'd hope that you have enough big bodies in there to make life difficult for him. If you have Oscar, you should absolutely win that game. So Michigan, even without Wheeler, that one is, is one you should win. UCLA, December 17th. That's a tough one. Let's just, you know, let's assume injury. Let's say you can take a loss there. Fine. Whatever. Then you finish up with a, Florida A&M, Mizzou, and Louisville, and boom. Then it's 2023. My overall sentiment, Cal, is you can tell folks to pump the brakes a little bit. You can tell people that we're playing for February and March. and oh, all that's common sense. That's fine. But you don't go into 2023 with more than two losses. You don't. I, I think that's a very reasonable expectation i think it's incredibly obtainable you you to have more than two losses means michigan state gonzaga michigan and ucla you're not losing to louisville and you're not losing to missouri i i I just those yeah yeah you can make a case maybe you have a slip up against like a bellarmine or something not this team and not after losing to st pete's you better blow out every crappy team that you're going to be playing and 18 points in an exhibition game, whatever, it's an exhibition game. So Michigan State, Gonzaga, Michigan, and UCLA. If you can't go 2-2 two and two with this team that you have in those games, I don't care if it is November or December, then it's probably not the team that we think can win six games in March. Could they still? Absolutely, of course. This is radio, so mm-hmm. we have to have these conversations. What happens in November and December really shouldn't have a lasting impact of what happens in March. But when Louisville is the regional and you're trying to get the number one seed there more than any other year in the Calipari era, especially with the way last season ended, you need to have a good regular season. You need to pump your chest a little bit. This is not the time to be telling people to pump the brakes. I don't want you to come out here and lie and you know get us all excited for no good reason. But... Th- I'd like to think, hearing this, this was just Cal's way of saying, like, I know we're going to be good if we have an exhibition game like we did the other night. Just know we'll still be fine. I think it's I think it's his way of pumping the brakes ever so slightly to say, I still think this is going to be a dominant team, but it may not always look pretty early on. 
We may not I'm okay be with beating that. bad teams by 40. It doesn't need to look... I just want to win. It, you know, if you beat Howard by one and the Duquesne by one, yeah, then maybe we'll have some conversations. But Pronounced at the end of the day, Quesney. just win. Just win. Nobody's going to be too nitpicky about if it looks super-duper ugly. I mean, some folks will, but if you're just winning, that's okay. And then in those big games, four of them before the start of the year... Asking to go two and two in those games is not a reach, even if Kentucky had like second weekend aspirations. If that was the extent, hey, you know, well, this is going to be a fun team. Maybe they get out of the first and second round. You'd still look at those games and say, all right, two games, we can get those. You assume that Gonzaga is going to be a really, really tough one, but you assume Michigan State should be one that you should be able to get in Indianapolis. And that kind of leaves the Michigan and UCLA games, both neutral sites, as somewhat toss ups. I don't think it's asking – I don't think that's too far putting too much expectations on UK. If you have more than two losses going into 2023, that's that was a disappointing November and December. And it shouldn't be. Not with this group. You've got too much talent. You've got too many good pieces. The stakes are too high this season. You, you know the lasting effect that people are feeling from last season. There's no reason for this team not to be hitting the ground running and playing well. Injuries, fine. you got to kind of overcome that stuff. But you got to play in the Bahamas. These dudes have already been playing basketball together now for five months or four months even. Not the year, not the year to temper expectations. I, uh, I like that take, though. Thank you. Spe- but especially from the point. like I, It's his I, most experienced team. This isn't the year to do like the everybody be patient, everybody be patient. Well, I'm 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 more so of the the belief like you can temper expectation like just beat all of the bad teams. I don't care about the score on there, and then don't look silly when you're playing these other quote unquote power five good teams. Because like you said, Michigan State, like how where do they have an advantage against you? No, nowhere. Exactly, I, like that's just it's nowhere on the floor. You should beat them. Yeah. Should be, no. should beat them pretty badly. I mean, if we're be if we if we want to set expectations, you should beat Michigan State by ten plus. That's Tom Izzo. He seems to succeed the most when he's got like less talent than when he has more talent. So I could see this game kind of being like tricky, close, closer than it should be. But losing to Michigan State's totally out of the question. Well, but and and here's the good thing that we both agree. Cal on. has in here. He has a runway of an exhibition and two regular season games against poopy teams to get ready for that game. Yeah. He's got more runway. You should be fine by he, then. And again, even if he didn't, you're right. You, how we even started this conversation, like, in next year. Next year, if he said this message, I would be like, hey, everybody, listen to that guy. You're starting four freshmen. You're, you're six contributors, main contributors, have very little college basketball experience. Blah. Like, that. next year will be the year where it's like, hey, you may take some lumps in November and December, but... Just wait till March. We will be we'll be rolling. We're way too talented. I, this team is way too talented. But you mix in the experience. There's there's no really there's no real reason for early season ugliness. Bad games happen. Teams slip up and lose. All that stuff we we can we can live with. But the idea that like this team is gonna be a slow starter just shouldn't be the reality. I, I'm I'm a fan of underselling and over delivering. That that's just how you should live your life. However, this one is out of left field. 
everything up until this point I has agree. been the opposite. That's I why I think everybody was so taken aback yesterday. Yeah, it was it, it was weird. Now again, this isn't to say that this is like we're not nobody's trying to make a bigger deal out of this than it is. It was an interesting thing from the head coach. It definitely was a bit of a pump the brakes message. All anybody cares about is winning in March, so we all understand that. But it did – Roush, I think, is in a similar boat to me where we both kind of did double takes of like, wait, what? No, 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 no. We're going to be really good. No need to No need to wait. We're going to be hitting the ground running this season, and they should be hitting the ground running. Anything else will be a little disappointing. But that is – but but it does. It all – and this is going to how it's going to be all season. People are going to get annoyed with this. It all comes back to March. Yep. If Kentucky were to lose to Michigan State, Roush – well, if they were to lose to Michigan State, I would – yeah, I'm gonna be mad. I'd still, I'm, I'd still have my March expectations. But if they were to go zero and four in their big four games in November and December, then I would think this team isn't one that's going to win at all. No, like maybe yeah. they could. You know, they have so many good pieces that they could certainly get hot in March. But like my dreams of number nine would start to shatter ever so, ever ever more, as Edgar Allan Poe would say. It would. Uh, it would also be much more. I guess he said nevermore. It it would hit me harder than the Kentucky football losses do, just knowing that the Louisville Regional's here. Because normally I just kind of scoff oh, yeah. at any regular season win loss. I'm like, not none of this matters, right? Like, but this year it does. It matters more than ever before. And you know, conference play, you're gonna lose. You're gonna trip up a few times. But like, let's say you could lock in 14 and four in SEC play. Then if you could only have a one loss out of conference season, you're locked into a one. Like forget about what the, how your out of conference season is and how tough the SEC is. If so, like what they do in the out of conference really matters. I mean, obviously every season it matters. But if you head in to and I know it's kind of weird this year, where SEC play starts before the out of conference plays over and blah blah blah. But like let's say you head into that January third game against LSU, and you only have one loss on a on the schedule. I mean, barring collapse, you're feeling pretty solid about where you're where you're tracking for seeding. At that point, you're almost locked into a one or two seed unless something just goes horribly, horribly wrong. You can afford three or four losses and still be locked in to a one or two seed at that point. So out of conference is really going to give us an idea of where this team's tracking, where they're going, and the idea of sending us some pump-the-brake messages ain't going to roll with Kentucky Roll Call. It's his most experienced team he's ever had actually. ever yeah yeah. So, yeah it's just yeah. like it's not the one that we and again if you have injuries for an extended period of time one people are going to get mad because you said that that's not the case so that's just for starters two then yeah that will change things if kentucky's not a quote-unquote complete team for a couple months however still too much talent still too much talent you only have i think one really 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 hard out of conference game. That's the one up in Spokane. Got to find a ways to win the other ones. All right, let's get back to the Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Scoots, any takes on that? You were quiet on the whole thing. Yeah, no, I think you all pretty much covered it. I mean, for me, it was just more. So I didn't get to listen to it yesterday, despite multiple times telling myself I need to listen to that. So my first time hearing it was this morning, and for me, it was just. Cal's way of saying that everything's going to be okay and he doesn't want to get heat this year like he does every other year. That's that's how I took it. I, I do think it's a reaction from the exhibition game. Like, 
and maybe a maybe a wake up call for the coaches that like, hey, you know, te- that's how teams are going to play us. And test one against Missouri Western State, we didn't really ring the we didn't answer the bell this time. So we got to get better offensively. And in the meantime, you know, let's just tell the fans that there could be some some ugly offensive games, and that's fine. People can live with that stuff. Just win, just win. It, it also just keep winning for me. It almost sends the alarm more when he's doing this. Like I don't care about exhibition games. I don't care what the score is. They could be three to zero. I don't. I give zero dams at all about exhibition basketball. That's also as, true. As long as you win. So the fact that he's kind of sounding the alarm, I'm like, Ugh. no, should I be more concerned? It's just, it's a weird. Like we get in our own mind games of how to read people, and it, in their actions, especially cows, and it's just, ugh. Can, can go down. It can be a slippery slope. I mean, I care about exhibition games a bit. Like I want. Ideally, in a perfect world, Kentucky to look really good. And what was that exhibition game they won by like ninety? That was a fun time. Uh, Morehouse, I believe. Do 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 more of that. That makes me happy. But you can always pick things that you probably like about some exhibition games. Some things you don't like, uh, unless of course you're U of L and you lose to Lenore Ryan, mm-hmm. and then you yeah. just like pretty much all of it. Yeah, that 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 yeah yeah that would be my exception to my exhibition policy, but. Our policy is you text in the Thornton's text line. We read it, 502-414-1450. A texter says, you all were talking about reseeding for the high school playoffs. Made me think a way where you could make the college basketball regular season more meaningful. You reseed after every two rounds of the tournament. So if you're a one seed, you get the worst-seeded team remaining after two games. So you reseed at Sweet 16 and Final Four. You leave room for massive upsets and keep the Cinderella moments alive, rewarding the teams who did best during the regular season. Just makes sense. Or you can make it juicier and have the highest seeded team pick who they want to play, what's left in their region, would make some great storylines. And it's also just the worst idea I've ever heard, TJ. Uh, this has <laughs> actually been talked about. I I would love it. I hate it. Because you can't fill out a bracket anymore. Yeah, no, it would totally change like yeah. bracketing. What you do with brackets here, like your bracket contest, it'd just be like so it, your hardcore right at your old school right you down the bracket. You, yeah, you couldn't you do can't that. Do it. You yeah. do it, it'd all be online. And what you do is you fill out your bracket, week and then week. yeah, it'd be a week. It'd be like I mean, it's like a fantasy thing, for, but it's still for not three as, weeks. And and that's like the NFL. I I just like I wanted to post the KHSAA playoff brackets, but I can't because it's going to change. That I mean, you pisses can still me post off. Post the bracket and then yeah, but it, it's still round, just like you just put the description of what's going to happen. It like, just irks me. I, like in the same thing with NFL. Here. Like I can't when they're like I, I in the NFL it works, but like I'm not going to just like I don't think of the NFL as a bracket. Whereas like college basketball, it's all bracket based. You can't you can't reseed. I um they've actually talked about this texture, but more mostly it's been at the Final Four level reseeding at the Final Four. I actually like your idea much better, and I would be all for it. I'm at the point now where it's just like Kentucky doesn't – Kentucky would benefit – if it benefits Kentucky, I'm going to mostly be for it. This would benefit Kentucky. There are more times than not the higher seeds getting easier games or getting more benefits from playing the worst off teams is better. Now, what I think would be interesting and why I think it'd still be inter- – why it still be would be a lot of fun for fans to watch is like – Sometimes when you have your 12 seeds, those are the teams you kind of want to stay away from. Like, they're the hottest yeah. – you know, you can't help yourself and you say you still want them, and I'm right there with you. But, like, those are – the hottest teams in the country are sometimes those ones that just barely get in, but they're playing hot at the right time. And so you'd have – if you reseeded, 
you could kind of get your top seeds into maybe a little bit of trouble. But I still like it. The, the NCAA tournament is so random that if See, you could just structure it a little bit, have a little bit of sh- more structure in that randomness, I think you're still getting more deserving teams winning championships, and, and that's what I'm all for. Yeah. More deserving teams winning championships. That's what it's all about. Mm. And two, I like that Texter's point. It even makes the regular season and seeding that much more important. That like, oh yeah, we want to be a great seed because we're going to get rewarded in the tournament for it. Where really, when it comes to Election Sunday, all right, all right, we got the two seed that we wanted. We got the one seed that we wanted. Then it, it doesn't matter at that point. Then you just got to go tip, play. St. Peter's makes an Elite Eight. You get a 15 versus an 8 seed in that Elite Eight game. Wild stuff. Makes for fun, but I'd like a little bit more structure. I think it'd benefit Kentucky. Good text, though. Glad we waited and spent more time on it today. Yeah. Um, probably going to have to wait for some more text, though. Feels yeah. about the time for a daily double break. Hour one. Done. Dusted. We'll be back. Hour two. Coming up next, this is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kaler. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Coach Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Wednesday. Everybody watched the World Series last night, Scoots? Uh, no. I did see Schwarber hit a bomb, though. Oh, five people hit bombs. Yeah. It was I was actually going to turn it on, and it was already seven nothing. Yeah, like, okay. it was same situation here. Yeah, I had it on, was watching, saw those home runs, um, but yeah, pretty much turned it off at that point. But somebody had a prop where they bet like four different people to hit a home run. And they hit, and it, they bet a hundred dollars on it, and they won. I don't. They won a ton of money. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, Good for the over six figures, obviously, as you'd expect. But yeah, they did a little parlay on just home run, anytime home run hitters. And uh, yeah, 100,000. Four picks. I don't know if this was just any time. All right. So anytime World Series, just at any point in the World Series, oh, they had to hit a home run. Okay. Harper, Schwarber, Hoskins, and Marsh, $100 paid $100,100. Sheesh. So not, not a bad little plot. What was that? Big one. Plus 100,000 uh, 100, odds. That sounds right, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Plus 100,000? Mm-hmm. You've never done a parlay like that, Roush? No, not really. I've, I've I don't done think one, I've ever done one at plus 100,000. I've had like one, 156,000 before. <laughs> Those are fun. Well, you just throw a dollar on it, and if it hits, you're just like, hell yeah. That's also like a thing you do when you're in Indiana all that's the true. time. Yeah, and you're just messing true. around on your phone. Yep, you're right. You, you, my my betting has to be much more efficient, which not today, but uh, Breeders' Cup. I'm going to be handicapping this morning. Still wish Looking I could go back that. and relive the thrill of my like eight or how how many teams was it even? I have it screenshotted somewhere on my phone. Uh, but like the the biggest parlay I ever hit, I want to say it was like 13 teams. Wow, oh, nice. and paid like. 
two thousand bucks or something like that. I felt that way hitting the uh, pick five on Oaks Day a few years ago, and then the next day my buddy hits a pick five for thirty times as much. It was back in <laughs> what? Twenty? Gosh, that's crazy. Thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, really. <laughs> that was, it was like okay. <laughs> really I, I, felt, I thought I was a badass. Twelve hundred dollars. Similar story with me. That same night was when Lamar won the Heisman, and I'd been out on a bachelor party in August, and some of my U of L dork friends. Yeah, that Lamar at like insane odds. Right, so I, right. My buddy, I think, won like eight thousand dollars. So here I am. I hit. I worked my butt off for a twelve or thirteen team parlay, and, they just and I get ten. A... I get like two thousand dollars, and then my buddy. That was the same night, so it was Heisman ceremony night. Of course, we didn't have like the cash in front of us, but we knew that we had it. Heisman, it was a funny night. Heisman ceremony night. Lamar wins the Heisman. I'm watching the final few games of my parlay, which I've been watching all throughout the day. It was just like eight hours of college basketball that day. Watching all of them, feeling great. That was the night. So, and then I, that was the week before I went to Las Vegas for the UK UNC game. De'Aaron Fox, Malik Monk. So I was going to have all that spending money. And then another one of my UVL friends, he was like, hey, can you go out to, since you're going to be in Vegas, can you cash this ticket for me at oh. the casino? I was like, hell yeah, and I'll just Venmo you that money, and boom, there's my spending cash right. for, for the whole Vegas trip and actually you know, took a lot home with me. But that night, the wife at that point, just the girlfriend, right. had a drunken like breakdown of like, are we not getting married? Like I thought for sure it was going to happen before oh, the end of this I year. That. Yeah. And, and like, she never would do that. She'd never like, I mean, well, when we first started dating, she'd have her drunken breakdowns here and there, but who didn't? We were 22 years old, yeah, 22 yeah, yeah. years old, but this was the first one she had had in like years. And, and I was just like, are you, I was like, I was going to propose in like six days. Yeah. I was like, say you're going like to Vegas. Six, it was propose, like six right? days. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, I couldn't, tell her like just to chill out or calm down i also was just so over the moon happy about the parlay (laughs) (laughs) so we went and took her home we got her all tucked in and then me and my friends went out and uh, with our winnings and celebrated because also at that point we were um 24 25 years old so different time as well but that was a fun night hitting the big ones are the best scoots could never i couldn't even imagine hitting a plus 100,000 parlay. no same Although I would never, I would never throw a hundred dollars on something like that. So that takes guts. It does. Like having a hundred, that is, that's just like throwing 10 maybe, on something. Maybe, maybe I know? might put on 10, 10 on it. Yeah. Maybe. See, yeah. And that's the thing. It's just that money is, um, gambling on sports is a fun way for rich people to lose money. Oh yeah. Yeah. And fun way for poor people to get rich. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> fun, not a fun way for poor people to remain poor. Yep. Potentially even go more. Well, poor. We're winning the lottery, so uh, one point two billion. billion dollars. One point two billion. Jeez, Louise. I mean, we are all going to have two hundred million in our bank accounts tomorrow. That's it's pretty cool. Powerball tonight. What was with them doing a Powerball on Monday night? That's just like a Halloween special. No, 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 they they started doing, doing that, yeah. Yeah. So that's Saturday, months. Monday, and Wednesday. Yeah, yeah I they think three draws. I think they started doing that in like uh, June, July, some something like I that. I feel like maybe now that you all are saying it, you all have, we've talked about this before, we have. but yeah. Huh? Had no idea. I was like, did they do a Halloween special for the Powerball. <laughs> oh, that's a bummer. I'm glad. Mm-hmm. I, well, it's a bummer, but at least nobody won. That means more for us tonight. Woohoo! Of course, Trevor got a Mega Millions ticket. Didn't hit. Powerball's over a billion dollars, and Trevor's playing Mega Million. He's going to get a Powerball on Saturday, too. Guarantee it. 
I'm going to look like scan all of the loose Powerball tickets I have around the house, try to scrounge out some couple uh, bucks here and no, there, no, get no, some no, extra no. tickets. Enough spending money for some billion dollar tickets. I like yeah. your style. Uh, so everybody, you know, play and remember if you do win, you got to give the kickback to the big guy, aka the your favorite radio station, the Big X. We'll just take, I don't know, we'll take 10 mil off your hands. We'll split yeah. it up amongst us. And we'll keep doing the radio show. That will be our promise to you. Well, we'd need 12 mil because if we're going to split it evenly at 10 mil, we'd each need 2 mil, and then we need 2 mil for the station too. No, we don't. We need some upgrades. We don't need 2 million in upgrades. We need like 2,000. Just turn some damn lights on. <laughs> yeah, the fact that Just there the hasn't door. been a light bulb. Yeah. Did you all flip the light switch today? We may. Did... did I, Whoa! Yeah, I was gonna say Spears had one working yesterday. One light, <laughs> better wow. than none. Well, we don't need any money for the station. Yeah, now. Never mind. So now we can just divvy that up amongst us. I'm just so used uh, to doing it with that. Text around the Thornton's text line says, "If we ran downhill with Chris Rodriguez on third and two at Ole Miss, we'd be seven and one." I mean, yeah, I mean, Will still was hurt, and you're that was third and like twelve when he got sacked or whatever. If you are now, if you're making the assumption that Levis wouldn't have gotten hurt in that game, or if you're to believe some of the rumors that it was after the game that he was hurt out of frustration, uh, if you buy those rumors, oh, that's a fun rumor. I haven't heard that one. That he, he hurt, injured his toe kicking things. You haven't heard that one? No, that's funny. It's, made the, it's, it's made not the, how you it's get around. It's not how you get turf toe. It's how you get no. It's, <laughs> no, it's not. Well, you break kick, your toe. He, you don't get turf. You toe didn't that let way. you didn't let the rumors finish. He's kicking grass. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so part of his toe is actually green. Have you ever seen Poison Ivy from Batman? It's a similar situation oh, to that. Gotcha. It's turning into a plant. Ooh, I also. Um... Uh, that that sounds like a fun message board thing. We made uh, the what's the crazy message board Twitter account? Uh, oh, Cats Illustrated yeah, made it yeah. the other day for like his hire Mes- our brawls. Me- message board geniuses. Yeah, yeah. Said hire our brawls at board geniuses on Twitter. They'll fix everything. It's they like, just find goofy posts that fans post. <laughs> I-, I love that too. It was prefaced with, "Well, I didn't really read into what he did, but <laughs> it's like, well, <laughs> you know why nobody's hired him then." Uh, oh, if you win that Ole Miss game, though, I, my only thing is you win Ole Miss, and if Levis still doesn't play against South Carolina, you're still losing that game. Even with all the fun momentum and good feelings from the Ole Miss game, you're still probably losing that game with mm-hmm. Kai Sharon playing quarterback. But you know what? Does look a little bit better being if you're six and two, six and two versus five. Sure, and three. that yeah. that would look a lot better. And I'm, I'm not less, with you that like part of it is. For me, the, the my skepticism around the Kentucky offense is their inability to finish in the red zone, and that's what happened in the Ole Miss game. Yeah. So if you you make those throw, if you make that throw right there, you finish the game game winning drive um, with a touchdown to Dane Key, you don't get that penalty, then you're like, oh, this offense can make big plays down the stretch. I'm not so confident they can right now. And that's Pretty, that's, that's, that's that's football. The troubling, yeah. concerning part about all this. Uh, by the way, switching gears here, Keon Brooks debut for Washington. 19 points in a 31-point win over Division II Alaska. So he uh, Greater than Alaska. Good job, Keon. He played well, led the team in points. Good for Keon. I'll be rooting for him out west. Yeah. the I, We'll be frank here. Uh, Keon, 
Never struggled to put up points against teams like Alaska. It's the the big boys game. Really, Kansas mm-hmm. was like the only exception where he was able to handle some physicality and still yeah, but Kansas maintain confidence. Left them open. It, yeah. it, like if if things come easy for Brooks, they look like they come easy. If he's got to work for it, that's yeah, when you don't yeah, find Keon right, Brooks, right, right. unfortunately. But I'll be wishing him well. He seemed like an awesome dude. Uh, Texter says, I was very excited about this year's offense, but unfortunately Stoops ordered Scangarello's offense instead of Scangarello's offense at Cafe. Oh, man. It's a great callback. I actually watched that episode recently. Uh, Alfredo's that's, Pizza Cafe? That's from Shano. Great great text into the yep. Thornton's text, yep. text line, Shano. Why is there a kid saying he's being held hostage? <laughs> <laughs> Eli, uh, Eli Drinkowitz is a good-looking man, says one texter. Disagree. Is this Angela from the office? Yeah. Like the white shirt. Change is made. Is it time to give Scott Woodward a shot? Wide receiver room loves him, and he's a Cohen guy. I mean, do you feel confident? And What makes you more confident in that guy right now? I don't know. I don't know. Stoops has had plenty of experience hiring offensive coordinators. Mixed results, doing different things. If And again, I said it yesterday. I'll probably say it uh, several more times over the course of this season. But I'm not out on Scangarello. I think he still deserves the right to be the offensive coordinator next year. But we still have more games this season, so I reserve the right to potentially change my opinion on that. But if Soups does have to hire another offensive coordinator, I'm, I'm, I'm out on the NFL route. Oh, all the way out. Like, if you find the perfect piece, whatever, you know, who am I to – you'll know more than me, obviously. But can you not just find, like, a successful offensive coordinator at the college level that splits them wide, has some fun, throws it around, smart, really good with clock management, ideally? Like, there's got to be some people in – go get Will Stein from UTSA. Boom. I know he's at least smart. Don't know if he could recruit. But they, he's at least smart. Are they good? He, they're good. UTSA. Oh, they have been kind of good. They have but, been good. The Roadrunners. Uh, but Stoops just go get somebody that's worked in college. That would be mine. But again, I don't think we have to worry about this. Stoops also uh, very uh, n- not a big fan of hiring from the G five levels. It's not. It's not big boy football. It's different. Different brand. Yeah. Well, maybe you need to think outside the box. His uh, his best hires, if you were to, Brad White. Liam Cohen, those were NFL guys. It's probably his two best hires, maybe. Matt House left to go to the NFL. So, there is a proven oh, track he, record there. He loves his loves the NFL hires. Yeah, yeah. Um, on Tennessee, knowing the plays, go back watch the game almost every time you can see Tennessee players pointing exactly to where the ball was going. Absolutely pathetic. Almost as bad as when we played against Dawson and we still had the same signs. Just pathetic. I still, like... Is that is that what Tennessee players were pointing at, or were they just talking trash? You don't know that. Ryan said specifically that their players were looking at our sideline because we only had one signal caller and we did not have the two decoys. It's just for what it's worth, again, if it's coming from Ryan, that means it's coming from Dane Key. So Dane Key telling folks that it, see UK that's the bigger problem doesn't have enough signal callers. Yeah, that the, the bigger problem isn't that Tennessee knew the plays; it's that the players are losing confidence in their coach. Correct. To get that, that's the bigger deal. Like everybody knew Wandale was getting the ball, and he still got the ball. It almost every possession. So, same applies for Chris Rodriguez, Benny Snell. Like that stuff. You, you know what, Kentucky. 
when Kedron Smith had that pick six at Florida, he knew where the ball was going before it was even snapped. That's how football works a lot of times. It's more of a problem that they're getting angry enough to just show their lack of confidence in the coaches, and he's got to fix that Saturday in these last four games or else it can be a problem. I crunched the numbers using those power ratings, TJ, to figure out, like, let's, let's forecast the final four games of the season. Three of Kentucky's final four games that are at home. Your favorite three out of your four final games. But two are 50-50. Mizzou, Louisville. 50-50 in the ESPN FBI. Uh, SP Plus actually has Louisville ranked higher, but you've got home field, so you're a slight favorite. Kentucky's only had one toss-up game this year, and they, they lost it, really. I guess if you, if you want spread six or less, they won at Florida, lost uh, South Carolina into uh, Ole Miss, so they're one and two. You, you need to go 2-0 and in your toss-up games. That'll make you 50-50 for the season. You can finish 8-4. and four. The, the the reality is, if Georgia's your only remaining loss the rest of the season, folks are going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Nothing you, like I don't think you'd have to worry about transfers out of the program. I don't think you'd have to worry about like you know the worst case scenarios. the The boat will be steady if you if Georgia's your only remaining loss. Really, any other loss besides that, if Georgia and Missouri, people are going to freak out. If it's Georgia and Louisville, people are going to freak out. If it's Georgia, Louisville, and Missouri, then yeah, the heads are going to roll. Um, Vandy, you know, you can't really uh, picture them losing that game, but if they were, then obviously that's not going to be good. But a lot on the line in the final third of the season. Huge one against Missouri on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Really, really big. You, you win that one, you probably can exhale and say, all right, we're not so concerned about Vanderbilt. Louisville will will kind of circle back to that game when it arrives. But you're feeling like you're going to stay at least afloat for the season if you beat Missouri. Huge game. Huge game. They've been uh, – Missouri has been Jekyll and Hyde. Kentucky, to some degree, has been a little Jekyll and Hyde. you got to come out. If the, you, you, this is also a pretty big kind of pecking order in the SEC game as mm-hmm. well. So. Another texture says, Central Bank stickers now in year three. Rupp floor is embarrassing. God, it is so ugly. It's terrible. Yeah. I mean, it, it is just shocking that people at UK aren't making a big enough stink about this. Um, and it all starts with the athletic director. Like, if he wanted that gone, it'd be gone. Yep. You start to think that, like, all of UK's identity and logos are probably in the eye of Mitch Barnhart. Because the Rubberina floor in its own right just isn't that great, even if it wasn't for, even if not for the central bank logos. Like, it, it'd just be very average. Mm-hmm. The UK logos, like ginormous, doesn't really look all that great. The, but, the big thing is that with, with Mitch, he's not big on permanent stuff. It's all like vinyl signing type deals, and that's why that central bank thing looks awful. If it was just like in the four instead of a sticker, who cares? And it was actually centered, like, okay. But it's not. It's a big, stupid sticker. It's like all the vinyl siding, um, the the blue vinyl stuff all over Kroger Field. Like, can you not just paint the bowl stuff on the beams? I mean, it's just wild how bad that Central Bank logo looks. So stuff. So and, like, the thing is, the Rupp Arena logo before then was fine. Mm-hmm. I still thought maybe a little bit too big, but 
it was fine. You didn't really have any issues with it. They replaced that with the central bank logo. People just need to do a com- good post, Roush, if you're ever looking for anything. People just need to do a comparison post between the two and just be like, that floor looks good. Again, not the best in college basketball, but it looks good. This one is embarrassing. The other one is, yeah, I've got, I'm going to post tweets of it uh, when we take our next break here. Okay. But a texter says, John here. Happy All Saints Day morning. Oh, so this is from yesterday from John. Oh, John, I hope and you, Taco Tuesday. I hope you had a great All Saints Day. Man, I'm excited. It's Taco Tuesday, and I'll be choosing the Salsaritas tonight thanks to KRC crew. Okay, Cal said in the past, not a serious injury, and then a guy is out a pretty good amount of time. Well, I hope this will not be the case for Wheeler. We need him more than some people understand. Well, got to go talk to you later. I actually think Wheeler being out is fine by me. <laughs> I wish him well, and I want him to get healthy, and I want him to be – I think he can play a nice role on this team. But if if you're making Case and Wallace have to pick up things a little bit earlier and you get a Wallace and Reeves backcourt playing with one another and maybe you got to get more minutes out of them, I'm, I like that. I'm I'm fine with that. I want Wheeler. not saying I don't want Wheeler to play. certainly do. But if he's got to be out a little while, this could be a good thing for the rest of the backcourt. The thing that I think is going to be Cal, if – if you care at all, which he very well may not, like Oscar needs to be back sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Just because everybody and their mother was saying it. And you also get much more confidence when he's on the floor. Even if he's not doing Oscar things, it's 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 like Will Levis being out against South Carolina. Like you just don't have that same faith, that same belief that everything's gonna be okay because you're best player. Isn't out there. Well, and I think that trickles down to the team as well. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, that uh, more so. That's that's what I'm talking about. Like the players, mm-hmm. e- even if Oscar isn't getting every rebound, you're probably going to rebound better because Oscar's on the floor. He's making everyone better. Yeah, and it's just nice to have a sure thing. Um, yeah, you want Oscar back. I meant more of just like people are going to lose their minds if it's oh, if it like you know, if we're it's November eighteenth and Oscar still hasn't played a game or something like that. Right, right, right. People, people are going to lose their minds, and understandably so. Uh, just the Wheeler stuff. I think you're being like what we've heard is it's not serious, but it could be. You know, could be a little bit. He'll be back sooner than later. That's fine. You know, if it goes a couple weeks and we still don't see him, I think that you've you've laid the groundwork for that. Oscar, everything that anybody has told us from UK or Oscar himself is that really he'll be back for that Howard game, which is Monday. So we shall see. All right, let's go to our last break. We'll come back. We've got a lot more to get to on today's show, a lot of text as well. So don't go anywhere. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio, TJ Walker, okay. Nick Roush, and Justin Kaler. To Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Justin, what what classic book do you think she should read, or maybe already has read? Uh, what's the Alfred Hitchcock one? Birds. That ain't a classic book. That's not a. That's a classic book. I don't even know if that is a book. That's clearly like it might be, it might one be million percent movie. identified as a movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> before Alfred Hitchcock got his start on the... On you named, the, like, the most movie movie ever. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. 
I'm not a big classic book guy. I, I don't know. I, Harry Potter? Has she read Harry Potter? Oh, the classic. Should have played music from the movie The Birds. <laughs> I don't know if I know any music from the movie The Birds. Have you ever seen The Birds? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had to watch it in high school. You did? We did, yeah. Why'd you have to watch The Birds? Because uh, we had a witch of a English teacher. She had she tied it in somehow. Huh. She just must be a Hitchcock. She, she was also the reason. She's the same teacher that taught French, so she's also the reason I decided to go Spanish in high school. Because mm. I didn't want her class. And now you can speak fluent Spanish. Somewhat, yeah. I'm pretty good. Well... Do the Shady Rays ad in Spanish, please. <laughs> can't, can't speak it that good. Ah, boo. Or what about the Shady Rays ad in English? I could do that. Yeah. Make sure you get your Shady Rays. ShadyRays.com. 25% off with the promo code Big X. Trust me, I have been without my Shady Rays for two weeks now, and it <sighs> has been the longest two weeks of my entire life. I need to get with my sister and get those back because there's – just no comparisons when it comes to other sunglasses. Shady Rays are the best, and you help feed hungry people with each purchase. Hungry Americans. Hung, okay, hungry Americans. And just regular people. Hungry. Well, they're, they're hungry folks in America. Well, we, so. we don't we don't want to feed other countries. Got it. But I think we do enough feeding. <laughs> uh, we well, we don't do we don't do enough. We help feed hungry people all throughout the world. Shady Rays, though, specifically helping feed hungry Americans, and it's a great it's a great cause. America. Scooch, why don't you just do your replacement pair of Shady Rays? Because I didn't buy that pair. Why don't you Why don't you buy some yourself and use that promo code Big X? Oh, that point. That's looking like the route I might have to go. Because if you break them, you lose them, and it's actually your order. You're the one that placed the order. You go to shadyrays.com. Really, really easy. If you check out their website, uh, they've got they've got even little things. Did you lose or need to replace your pair? You click on it. You put in your order. Uh, a very small processing fee is added just to your to to what card you paid the first time, and then boom, your whole order sent back to you. You get them back again. It's a lot of fun. We love Shady Rays. You will as well. Uh, they got blue light sunglasses too. If you're staring at computer screens all day, something to consider. All right, we got more on the Thornton's text line. Any other thing we need to to get to? I tweeted out the pictures of the before and after Central Bank logo, which is crazy that it is just year three of that. I mean, it is so bad. So bad. I don't know who could ever have thought, and it's. I don't even think it's really all that. It's not even symmetrical. That's the part that bugs me the most is that it's not symmetrical. It's not symmetrical. Like, who would be like, all right, we'll put that, but then so it really pops, let's put a blue giant block. <laughs> it will go down in history as by far the worst Rupp Arena court design of all time. Roush, I see the old pictures of Rupp Arena where, like, all the seats were, like, orange, blue, and green, mm-hmm. you know, kind of, like, changes colors as the arena goes on. Um, that looks – that the a Rupp Arena looked better then than yep. it does with that stupid logo on the court. If people spent half as much time complaining about that logo as they did the checkerboards, maybe we'd have that bad boy gone by now. But sheesh. Sheesh. Looks, looks horrible. Um, any football updates or news we need to get to? Um, not necessarily news, that you but thought I, was big time. I mean, I'm going to be diving into the Rich Kingerell quote some more today, but part of what he said yesterday was he tried to be too perfect against uh, down at Tennessee and you can't really do that. 
He's like, you also can't overreact to one game. My bigger thing is just there's a couple themes that are constant, and that's starting slow, mm-hmm. be able to finish the red zone. And the, 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 what happened against Tennessee is he's like, we knew they were to come downhill and try to stop the run, so we wanted to run the ball to be physical and get some of those jitters out. It's like, I kind of get it, but or you could just give them some confidence and like give Will an easy throw over them to get the chains moving, and then you run the ball at them. You don't have to just like butt heads like two pissed off Rams to start the game, right? To get the jitters out. That so that was a little. Uh, not folks aren't going to like that answer. Yeah, but I will say that um, I also bring up the end of the halves. It's clock management, weird things happening. Yeah, I'd, I'd like I'd like more detailed answers on that too. He, he you know he did a little bit of dodging, dodging, diving, and dipping, but um, it at least did have a a resounding resolution to like we I I, I kind of uh. It's our job, and I think we got this. Um, but Missouri defense, I'll, well, we'll touch on it more throughout the week. They're they're good, they're good. So it's going to be uh, nothing's going to come easy for the Cats in Como this Saturday. Yeah, you can make you can make a case that you feel like Missouri's defense is better than Tennessee's defense. No, it, it's much better. And you just scored six points against M- much better. Um, I, in fact, I just bet the under during the commercial break. Oh, yeah, a little treat there, huh? Yep. I'm just a big under better, and these offenses aren't good. Missouri's offense is really bad, though. Like, they're in the hundreds and everything, advanced stats-wise. So, there's at least that. So, you can see a world where uh, Kentucky's defense can carry the day. The worst, the big concern is special teams. Um, despite some missed kicks by the Missouri kicker, they are top five in overall special teams flipping the field. And Kentucky's field position has been very bad. Stoops did at least say that, like, you know, could be some personnel changes coming on special teams. I, Needs to happen. I don't know what took this long. Yeah, just stop kicking the ball. Just go stop, for two. Just, just, just stop go for two. It. Just go for it and go for two. Yeah. Uh, did you know, too, TJ, that the Kentucky men's soccer team finished the regular season undefeated? <laughs> undefeated. That means no losses, Scoots. They yeah. Didn't, they didn't lose a game. Suck it, Not losers. Won. 11 they, they played IU, didn't they? I'm sure three. the Hoosiers probably gave them a big fat L. No, 3 nothing. They what? smacked what? us. What? Smacked us around. That's, you, I mean, that's, you all going that route is like Louisville coming at Kentucky for a win. Like, it just happens once in a blue moon. Like, come on. You're talking about the undefeated Kentucky men's soccer undefeated team. Undefeated Kentucky acting, men's soccer team. You're acting like their their win against Indiana was a fluke. They're undef- Nobody beat them. Scoot, you're in good company, pal. No, I mean, they got a great team, but, but wh- when's the last you. time they beat Indiana before this year? I'm not a statistician. Exactly. I don't have no idea. I don't, I'm not There's a not history book. What do I look big like? Big blue men's soccer history. I don't know. Yeah. I can't keep up with all that. What the, what the hell, Scoot? About to look it up. Put you on your place. Um, They're going to be a number one seed. Yeah, they are second in the country. One of the sports last three unbeaten. So, uh, what do you call the uh, the soccer final four these days, Scoots? Uh, college Cup. We're going to go to the College Cup. Yay! We're going to we're going to win it, Scoots. Win it all. Bring home the cup. They played at Wembley Stadium. Do you know that? They. I don't think that's accurate. <laughs> I just watched the Wembley Stadium episode of Welcome to Wrexham. Oh, okay, so. you enjoying Wrexham? It's been it's been pretty fun, pretty entertaining. Yeah, have you? Oh gosh, there's. Did one you did you there. see it all? 
Yeah. I'm I'm almost we're almost to the end of it. Okay. It's been fun. Uh, you sound like you didn't like it. No, it's just I feel like I can see them like getting their hopes up and then getting let down. So for what it's worth, Kentucky soccer has it. beat Indiana soccer three times since 1995. Three. How many times has Indiana beaten Kentucky? Way more than that. Mm. They've only tied three times as well. It seems like we're not getting the whole story here. Scoots. Yeah, Scoots, I think you're not a telling the whole story. Information, yeah. but uh, I stand yeah, corrected you, four times. You, okay, so now the truth's starting to leak out ever <laughs> so slowly. Slow drip of the truth. Actually, Kentucky's only beaten Indiana three times in okay. history. That's, how about that? Then how did, was it for a fourth time? Or is that the tie was the fourth? Tie Regardless, was. don't care. Indiana sucks. Kentucky <laughs> rules. Uh, we're the best. All right. They are the Sun Belt champions, by the way. Though. Yep. There's no men's SEC soccer. Well, they beat South Carolina, so they're the they're the SEC champs. They South Carolina is the only other SEC team put that in Conference USA, but Sun Belt soccer better than Conference USA soccer, so they've made the switch. Sun Belt on the rise. AC, what, would you want UK soccer to join the ACC? No. Good riddance. A texture. Let's keep going on this text line. Team Big Blue Drew says one texture. Oh, big Big Blue Drew fan. Uh, is there a world where Neil Brown gets fired and comes back to Kentucky? Doubt it. Yeah, no. He's also, also not been good. Yeah, like, a, I haven't like, watched West Virginia's offense and thought to myself, like, need, yeah. want. Yeah. Well, and he also passed off play calling duties this year for the first time in like fifteen years. Huh, that's interesting. So. Second year in a row, turnover margin is a big issue for UK. Any way to fix this? Yeah, stop turning the ball over. The bigger thing, I think, is creating more turnovers. I agree with that. I agree with that. uh, Because they they, they have not been super-duper opportunistic. How many turnovers have they forced this year? Give me a quick second. Um, Because they had a lot early on, right, that that turned into big plays. Yeah. but it hasn't really. Yeah, if you find it, great. If not, no big deal. No, a texter says right here they have gained only eight turnovers all year, which is uh, third from last in the SEC. Shano cleaned up his. Tennessee initial... has doubled up with sixteen turnovers gained this year. That's crazy. Yeah. Shano cleaned up one of his texts earlier, but no, no worries, Shano. Why did Nick give me a come on come give me a come man? I think they mean, come on, man. When I said Goodman got blown back on the PAT, what's the difference in pointing out a mess up on a five-star basketball player and a five-star football player? I know Nick will be pointing out the freshman basketball player's mistakes. I don't think Nick was giving you grief for the Goodman. Yeah. I think he was more like kind of rolling no, his eyes that like I, I'm Goodman more was getting at, pushed back on yeah, a PAT. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think he was getting mad at you. I think he was more mad at like, yeah, you're right. That you Good point, Texter. He was on your side, Texter. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, well, you can't get PATs blocked. It's not that. Yeah. I shouldn't have to say that. It's a PAT. You snap it, you hold it, you kick it. That's where my... Teams do it at a 99% clip, and seemingly Kentucky's at like a 41% clip this season. <laughs> we snap the ball under two on the play clock almost every time. Not exactly a recipe to help your struggling offensive line. Yeah, I'm very much with you there. If there's anything... Can you explain that? Like why that is hurtful for an offensive line? Well... Snapping the ball under two? Defense knows that it has to be coming, so you can anticipate it, right? Um, that's, a and, good, that's a good point. And how many times has a hard count... Like Kentucky using a hard count has drawn themselves to false start more than it's drawn the other side off, right? Like it's just it's been so bad. It's like bad news bears. Feels like it takes forever to get play calls in, 
Um, so like if there even needs to be an adjustment at the line of scrimmage, there's not enough time. Uh, streamlining the offensive operation is imperative. Do you remember grade school hard counts? Like the huddle? Oh, all the time. Our 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 quarterback. On two. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He would do the exact on two. He'd have to look, he'd have to look at the dumbest side. people on the line and be like, on two. On two. So I'm going to say hut. It's not going to be the real one. The second one's going to be the real one. And you're right. Every free, like you could never do it in CSAA because you'd have one goober that would forget. If it worked, though, the other team uh, definitely, definitely would jump. Every it was high time. risk, high reward for sure. <laughs> <laughs> now, you think you'd have your kids all planned and ready to go, but they still make mistakes in the NFL. It was a hard thing to get down, but you're right. Isn't if it, you could get it, you were going to get some goober on the other side to jump right across. Isn't it funny that, like, how much the stereotypes came into play in grade school football too. Like Yeah. The the big kids were the the big dum dums. Yeah. <laughs> they were the big dum dums for the most part. Yep. Oh, those are fun. No, we had dum dums that were small too. Uh myself included. A texter says Alabama kicker is in the portal. Maybe we go try and snag him. I it doesn't feel like Kentucky has way too many kickers and punters on scholarship right now. No, just get some that work. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. And if they don't work, then let them play offensive line and you know help on protection or something. Uh, yeah. Get a just... bunch of punters on your offensive line protection. <laughs> a texter says, who's on the short list if Stoops leaves this summer? Luke Fickle would probably be the dream candidate, but I'm partial to Jamie Chadwell. I know Brad White would be considered too, maybe a Liam Cohen. Luke Fickle. While I think Kentucky would be smart to try to throw as much money at him as possible, Feels would, like be a, would be a very, very unlikely yeah. that he'd leave Cincinnati for UK. Um, Probably feels like he's in a pretty good spot. Chadwell, Coastal hasn't been very good this year. Um, you're probably going to want a defensive guy. Um, I would think that Lincoln Riley's coordinator would be right up there. Um, what's his name? Frick, Frank, something like that. Um Stank. He was with him in Oklahoma, followed him to USC. He's been kind of not necessarily the 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 Kirby smart, like when's he finally gonna be a head coach, but he's kind of in that same realm. Also, I know the pieces are a little bit different to the puzzle, but I wouldn't mind getting this wacky defense. Uh Zach Arnett at Mississippi State, his defense just throws teams for a loop. I wouldn't mind getting gimmicky with him. Hmm. Um that could that could be a fun kind of Outside the box, but yet still within the constructs of, of what you had. But Brad White would certainly be a candidate. I don't know if Liam would be up. Liam seems like enough fuck out of me. Yeah, I think Brad White would probably be your leading candidate. Yeah, yeah, uh, he would. I think you'd maybe could maybe like consider John Summerall potentially. Yeah. Uh, an, yeah. an outside name, I he'll be a head coach sooner than later, but Robert and I, the offense coordinator for Syracuse. Dude, that guy. His stonks are way up. Yeah, I mean, if you somebody did, um, they showed it was just Virginia, uh, like they they flip flopped their stats from where they ranked Virginia and Syracuse in twenty twenty one and Virginia and Syracuse in twenty twenty two, and both programs essentially just flip flopped, and it's just because Anai went from Virginia to Syracuse. Yeah. And, like, Syracuse has a fun, pretty good offense, which is crazy to, to say. And now Virginia is back in the in the cellar again, right where we thought they'd be. But, yeah, didn't Virginia compete for, like, an ACC championship? Or at least they, they, they were they in the coastal. Virginia, they they completed the coastal circle where all seven teams won that division before they got rid of them. That's wild. Seven and seven years, I believe, as well. Hey, that's a fair and balanced division. Parity. Tell Roush it's Halloween, not Halloween, and it's on, not on. No. 
What's the South End in him? Yeah, come on. Has anyone, in, has anyone in UK football camp blamed Cal yet for the season's failures? Feels like it's coming. Man, I will say that if the, it wasn't uh, such a distraction. It is pretty. Uh, I did not realize how long this stuff's going to stick around. It's going to be around for at least a year. Like Tennessee bringing out their baseball team and their basketball team. We're in everything school. Like teams are really going to be playing this up for a long time. Teams bringing out their basketball teams against UK and football is literally nothing new. People have been doing that across the SEC. They also did their their mouthy baseball team as well. Well, I mean, UK baseball is as non existent as a program can get. So what can we do? About that, uh, yes, I wish Kentucky baseball Kentucky was. Did as, beat him in baseball this year too. That, that is funny you say nice. that. I do wish Kentucky baseball was as good as Tennessee baseball in competing for College World Series. We're pretty, uh, but people Hot, forget bre- breaking they news. They didn't make it to the World Series. Oh, did they come up? People they, forget that they didn't make it. Up yeah, they, the they regional, lost early. People regional, were really yeah. people love to hate on them in baseball, and it's like why. I know it's all because they're cocky and they do bat flips. Why don't you hate them in everything? They're the worst. They are the in worst. everything. Yeah. God. Dan Evans tweeted in and said, the non-symmetry of the central bank stickers bothers me. Yeah. Any yeah, person with the lightest. You don't even need to have OCD. Just any source of, like, eyeballs. That's a little off balance there. Uh, Texter says, I didn't take that as a pump the brakes message, TJ. Kind of what he's always says to start the year. Not sure there was a ton to take away from that. Yeah. He, he doesn't always say that every year. That's just not, that's not true. He has said it before. Some years he'll even like play it. He'll fan the flames about like yeah. how good they're going to be. And to be honest with you, he was doing that pretty much all summer, all Bahamas, all September, most of October, pretty much all of October. And then he waited until November to be like, all right, never mind, never mind. So he is partially the one that has kind of created people being incredibly hyped up for this season, but for good reason. It's not just his doing. It's the fact you return the National Player of the Year. So he doesn't always do this every year. And sometimes when he does it, he is sarcastic. I remember that first year with John Wall. Mm-hmm. It was like December, and Kentucky was like 11-1. and one. And he was like, well, that Cleveland State game and the Stanford game, we really should be 5-4. and four. You remember when he was doing that bit? Like sometimes he'll, he'll do like a cautious cockiness, if you yeah, will. Yeah. And I thought maybe this is where he was going with this one, but it was definitely a little bit more hesitant than I would have liked to hear. But he was the one that was getting us all pumped up for all this stuff. I know you guys don't like talking about it on your show, understandably, but I think the biggest thing was him leading off with, let me be direct to you. To be clear, I believe the entire point of that video is showing that he doesn't need KSR to communicate with the fan base. Oh, goodness gracious. Like day <laughs> 16 of this. I, I know Cal knows he doesn't need KSR to commute with the fan base, and KSR, as they haven't had Cal Perry on in a few years, doesn't need him. Um, I would just remind folks that KRC went about six years. Uh <laughs> Big Exports Radio went about nine uh, years without having uh, Calipari on the show. Also, Cal we did like, have Brad Calipari on the show though, way back yeah. when. So no big deal. Cal makes videos talking to fans. He's done that all the time. All too. the time. He has a coach's show. He talks to him every Monday. The stuff. Uh, by the way, Mountain, Cal, shout out. Home. Good job going on. Um, Cutler show. Just the cut. Just just the cut. I, I love when Cal does media interviews. I love it when he does it on our show, but always enjoy seeing him do it on other shows as well. If he wants to go back on KSR, great. If he doesn't, I think that's his right too. I don't see why that needs to be so controversial for everybody. Yeah. You know, like 
It is what it is. I know Twitter isn't always indicative to what the fan base thinks, but the response to that video is insane. We haven't played a game yet, and people are already complaining. Uh, there was It was a really weird reaction to the video. Some were defensive of Cal, which I didn't think was the time to be defensive of Cal. Some were, he's already making excuses, which, like, he's not really. I mean, he's, let's see. If they go out there and they stink, then we can say Cal told us so. If not... It's just, uh, it was good radio content, if nothing else, so I'm happy. Uh, early season college basketball is pretty much always ugly across the board. Yeah, unless you're Gonzaga. They, like, they just got beat down by Tennessee, though. Oh, did they? I didn't find out what happened in the game. Beat down by, like, 20 in a little oh. charity scrimmage. Yeah, it, was, it was a one-point game with about 10 minutes left, and then Tennessee just blew the doors off of them. But, uh, but yeah. usually Gonzaga, they have to be at their best because it's the only time they play good teams all year. Yeah, and then they can kind of do their, like, exhale in mm-hmm. January and February and then gear back up for March. A texture says, Louisville football sucks. Ooh, like a- another texture says, good morning, friends. Alex from Colga here. I solemnly come to you with the sad thoughts and would like your input. For context, I despise our negativity, whiny fans, so I don't m- make this comment lightly. I love Mark Stoops. He has brought me more joy from Kentucky than I thought was possible. I will forever love him. And in my opinion, he can stay as long as he wants. I'll always remember the bad and be endlessly grateful for where he has brought us. With that said, Mark Stoops is Mark Stoops or Mark Rick. Amazing man, loves the community well, builder of good men, really great coach, the embodiment of what Kentucky football is from a personal standpoint, but unfortunately might not have the ceiling that includes the highest echelon of college football. So sorry for the long text. Yeah, the difference is is that Mark Rick was at Georgia and Mark Stoops is at Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Georgia, Georgia football expects national championships. Kentucky would just like to play in Atlanta. And here's the thing, too. Georgia knew that they could be better with Richt. I think most Kentucky fans before Mark Stoops did not know that they could be this good ever in football. Yeah. There's truth to that. And also, I think that, like, Texter, I just disagree with you quickly just because I Stoops has right, right, been right there. Like, been he's, been, he's been a game away in a lot of seasons. And, um, he needs done it with a lot less. The problem with Rick is he had like Matt Stafford and number AJ one Green. recruiting class. Yeah, like he had like a bunch of first round skill talent. That was a good ta- that was a good text. It made us think. It was a yeah. little long, but it was a good text. Yeah. Thank you for that. Packers are the fantasy football friend no one trades with because they lowball everyone. My football morale is yeah, down bad. In NC so, North, everybody's adding pieces uh, except uh, for the, the trade deadline. Except for the Packers. Huh. That's so embarrassing. It's I mean, just waving the white flag on the season. You lose Devontae Adams and Green Bay's genius ideas. Let's bring in Sammy Watkins and Randall Cobb. <laughs> what are we doing? Like, it's over. It's over in Green Bay. I uh, hate it. I hate that it's over. But, I always, like, we should have just traded Rodgers away and seen if we could have gotten a haul picks. I mean, yeah. You should. Yeah, like, if, if you weren't going to bring yeah. anybody in, you're admitting that this season's over. And if this season's over, then this air is over. And then just move on. Let's just rip the Band-Aid off. John here. Good morning to everyone. Only one day until game day, and I can't wait. Hey, I don't care where you pick up the poop. If the trash can has been empty, it is not your property to take the poop back to your own house. It's just common decency and respect. Man, this conversation reminds me of the scene from movie Billy Madison. Now that is a good, funny movie. We'll got to go talk to you later. They called the bleep poop. But John, it's a trash can. It collects trash. You're right. It's not your property, but being a good neighbor. It's also probably not on your property. It's at the end of the street. Yeah, it's in the easement. Buddy. With, with you, John. 
Unbelievable. Some of, the, some of the snobs, the snootiness that goes on around these parts. Roush, it feels very. It feels like we've heard very little out of Weaver and Jordan Wright this year. Huge game for Wright and Florida, obviously, but it just seems that those two haven't had a lot of big plays or many standout moments. What's the deal with them? Uh, man, J.J. had a big one against Mississippi State, um, if I'm not mistaken. Had like a big sack late. I, I would say that consistently sack. you thought you'd hear about them every game, and it seems like it's well, not. in Tennessee, what they do is they, they take them out of the equation. Mm-hmm. Like, so, yeah. <laughs> and J.J. was also hurt for, what, a month? Yeah. Missed a lot of time. So November 2nd, and Cal's already making my blood pressure rise. I can't with this guy anymore. See you in January. That's <laughs> I mean, just, it's like It's got to be a sarcastic text into the Thornton text uh, line. Uh, uh, yeah, I hope so. Uh, That's not all anyone cares about. We used to be the winningest program. We used to not be Tennessee's BITC. Uh, we used to have a semblance of pride, cows on thin ice. What is that even referring to? I don't know. I mean, I just can't imagine like just getting the, that worked up over a two-minute Twitter video. It's a lot. Yeah, it's really, really, really embarrassing to, to, to just have those. Up yeah. over that, yeah. TJ, what are your thoughts on the Packers not making any moves prior to the trade deadline? See the last 30 seconds. Who provides more hot and spicy takes, Scoots or Roush? Oh, it's I get some wild ones. I'd say Scoots has the more just like jaw dropped, what are you talking about takes? <laughs> For sure. Roush is but just, like, Roush I, I is stand just on mine, at least with two legs. I'm like, I'll scooter over there. Some of them I'll stand on with two legs. Well, he fell off his scooter. His mother leg is hurt. That's true. Receive the Final Four and make the championship a three-game series. All for that. That'd be sweet. I could be for that. Um, yeah. All right. We're, we'll have to end it there. we got a really long one coming up next. But we yep. almost finished the text line. Woo-hoo! We're just a few away. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll catch up tomorrow. And we've, it's game day edition of Kentucky Roll Call tomorrow. Everybody have a great Wednesday. Thanks for all the text and the Thornton's text line. You guys are the absolute best. We'll see you on Thursday. This is KRC. I'm Big X, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kaler. Baby, bye.